This is definitely harder in the morning. This is the Sore Losers BMX Podcast. My name is Justin Cobley. I'm here on Long Island, New York. And I'm here with Austin Mazer. He is over in Mallorca, Spain. Today, we're going to talk about a legendary BMX video, Left Right by Ryan Navazio. We're going to talk about Austin filming a video with his buddy Juan. Talk about the sun setting too early. And we're going to talk about all the riding I did last weekend and the lack of riding I did this entire week due to weather. So, how are you doing, Austin? Good. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. A little tired because it's the morning here. Yeah. Switched up the hours a little bit. Yeah. Not not a bad thing. No. But it feels like we're doing like a morning radio show, Yeah. which is weird. I have like a lot more respect for all those guys. On the radio. At like 4 o'clock in the morning. God, yeah, that's got to be rough. And then they do that. They do whatever like morning show for like three, four hours. They probably get like an hour or two break. And then they just turn the mics on again. Keep going. Yeah, that's got to be rough. Yeah. You got to like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like only a special person can kind of do that every day. Yeah, it's definitely a skill. You have to really like hone also in. To, also to... Wake up that early and then pretend like you're excited to be there, just fucking, <laughs> just talking. Yep, those like established radio personalities that you're just yeah, like they always stuck have this huge in that personality and like yelling all the time and mm-hmm. super yeah, okay. yeah. No, that that's got to be rough, not for me. Yeah. So normally, uh, in the intro, we just do what we've been up to. So, what have you been riding? you been filming uh, anything? It's been I mean, a couple weeks. You went to freaking Paris. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't. Last like three week, weeks, you right? did podcast with Lewis and uh, Quadrosa. Quadros. And yeah. the week before, you did the Woodward one. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a shit show, so a but in good. a fun way. <laughs> I actually got some good oh, feedback on that one. <laughs> so maybe we'll do What'd more do? like that. No, I got some good feedback on that one. Uh, I had a few people that were like, hey, I listened to the Woodward one. I was like, ah, sorry. And they were like, no, it was funny. It was good. (laughs) Shit, thank you. So, Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was definitely different. I think uh, it's not for a couple months now, but when you're here, I think we're going to do some in person. Guess once once a week if you got it in your schedule. So, I mean, yeah, obviously. Tight, tight. It would be silly to to be there and do it fucking over the computer, living like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah, well, you say that, but we had the option when uh, Lewis and Quadros agreed to record. And this was, I guess, like the day after we rode. Mm-hmm. So we just decided to just do it over the, uh, you know, over the webcam still. Because no, it mean, was just yeah, like, I guess I it was it. Monday evening more comfortable maybe yeah yeah it ended up working out yeah but i mean they live a little bit farther than not going to set up the the podcast station at the spot no no we kind of joked about doing that 
Sit at the fucking uh, was it the storm door spot that you guys rode, like the A frame one? Yeah, yeah, we could have set, set up there. shop there. No, I mean it would have been a mess because a freaking parade rolled through while we were riding. Did you see any of like the what? stories from that? I think it was yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it was a homecoming parade because oh, we were like riding the spot. It's on twenty five A Jericho Turnpike, yeah. like a a major uh road that runs east to west through Long Island. And uh, we started seeing, like, cops dropping off those, like, sawhorse barriers. Mm. So we're like, oh, what's going on here? Like, what what are they doing with these things? And then suddenly traffic just stopped. And it got, like, unnaturally quiet. And then in the distance, you could see the fire trucks and the floats. Mm. And it slowly made its way down. Because 25A is just like a dead straight line. Yeah. So we watched it gradually inching toward us. And uh, yeah, I think it was just like a local high school homecoming parade, that deal. But that was interesting. Were you guys parked like inside the parade? No. So we were parked around the corner. You know how that spot like wraps around the corner of a. I honestly don't even know if I've ever been to that spot. You've never been to that? More so because you used to get kicked out of it, right? Like now there's nothing in there. Yeah. So I think maybe. When I went, it was like we didn't even ride it because there were people in there and that type of thing. Shit, we got to get there while it's open season when you're visiting in December. Yeah. Yeah, so like if anybody doesn't know, the spot we're talking about is like an A-frame storm door, but it's huge. Like the, the one around the corner, the main attraction, it's probably like shoulder height, right? I wouldn't uh, say yeah, it's, that's it's full was, head height, but it's, it's big. There's the, the two of them. Yeah. So like the one that you guys were sessioning was the one in front, right? The one in the front is smaller and it has like yeah. a little ledge that sticks out from the side. So I like did right. a little clip yeah. with that. Craig got a couple clips for the phone, of course. I got a clip for the uh, the big camera, the HVX. I got Craig to push a skateboard follow Man. film me yeah he dude he was complaining about how heavy the camera was the whole time oh my god <laughs> but then he like messed up the filming a little bit and uh then he wasn't complaining anymore because i like did the clip but he got really far behind filming fisheye you know yeah. like with like vx fisheyes once you start to get a certain distance away it's like right. it's too far like you just the the, the rider is just like off in the distance like a speck like Almost, yeah, yeah. So I ended up redoing the trick. Hmm. Actually, if you want to, Craig, yeah, all because of Craig. But it, it kind of worked out. So, like, you know how whenever you say this is like the last try before I do X Y Z, like before I fix my bike, before I like take yeah. off my sweatshirt, that's when hmm. you land the trick. So it was getting dark, and we had like bumped up the camera settings pretty much to the max. And with the HVX, once you push it past a certain point, it gets pretty noisy. Like the mm-hmm. footage, I wouldn't say it's unusable, but it's just kind of ugly. Yeah. It's it's just too too grainy, too noisy. It's distracting. So I was right. th- I was like, okay, in my head, I literally said, "This is my last try before I put the light on." And I even at the time was like, "I'm probably gonna land it." And of course, that try did the line with like a manual line no less and that's the one that craig messed up the filming but i wasn't even mad 
because I was like, I was going to put on the light anyway. Like I didn't really want to land it. Yeah. So after we realized the clip was kind of bad, got the light out, got it set up and another probably 20 minutes later, walked away with a better clip, better filming, mediocre execution. It was good. I have yeah. um this like LED panel light. I think it's by a company called VidPro, but Is it's it really one slim. That takes the VX batteries. Yeah, it takes VX batteries, yeah. and it's it's like the thickness of it is only maybe half an inch, plus right. the battery. So it, it slides right in the camera bag and doesn't take up a ton of space. So that's that's been my go-to light. I think it was only like thirty, forty bucks on B and H. But yeah, I still have that fucking the double A one. Oh god, I think it's like. Like the, the, the common chunky, brand is Bescor, yeah, B-E-S-C-O-R. Yeah, and it takes like eight or ten double A's. The thing is yeah. like, and, they, and it looks like a you never sponge. you never use it, and then the day you want to use it, all the batteries are dead. Yeah, always. Yeah, but, it'd be nice I mean, if they made a light that took the actual HVX batteries, right? Yeah, that was really more of those. Speaking of. Yeah, Fucking, me too. I've only got the one. They just don't last long at all, I feel like. Yeah. Apparently, it takes the same batteries as the um, the DVX, which I think they're more common and a little bit cheaper. So, I would just get one of those. Yeah. I'll probably... Yeah. Amazon special. Yeah, exactly. So, shit. Yeah, because I, I looked a little bit on Amazon not too long ago, and... I mean, I feel like I found it, but I just, there's so many, like, it was hard for me to tell which one would work because there was like, I don't know. There's too many options. Random different like, like little weird specs batteries. that I didn't yeah. know would work or wouldn't. And, yeah. 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 Amazon, sometimes it's like you have too many options with like weird third party batteries and like exactly. the compatibility is not clear. Yeah. If you send me some links, I'll check them out because I got to buy one myself or I'll let you know yeah. what I buy whenever I figure yeah. it out. But yeah, I've been I like how you were saying with a, uh, like maybe I should start using my light more just because. So like I've been filming with Juan lately, trying to film like a video of him and just kind of like his schedule lately he hasn't been able to ride until like a little bit later and now with you know fall and stuff it's been getting dark a lot earlier so we'll only get like you know maybe an hour and a half or two hours of good daylight where i'm not jacking up the all the settings just to make it usable yeah but again i have that fucking stupid chunky double a battery light and i gotta see if maybe i bring it out more often yeah i'd probably just suck it up and bring that yeah one thing i found too um at least instead of using just like the disposable double a's i got mm. these i think they're like from the ikea ones. yeah just the rechargeable double a's so at least you won't have to like blow through batteries you could just like get a brick of yeah. them and keep them keep them on deck yeah, because that's what always annoyed me is like... They're I always use dead the when you go to I use would, it. Exactly. I wouldn't use the light forever. And then 
all of a sudden one day I want to use it and all the batteries are dead and I'm in a situation where, well, I wanted to use the light to actually film the clip, but I can't now. So then you're like, have to come back or something. you're grabbing the TV remote and the game controllers and you're pulling batteries out of those. Yeah. yeah. You're just digging for double A's anywhere you can find them. It's the worst fucking nightmare. So yeah, have you uh or you riding that like DIY spot the other day? I think I saw Juan so, got the film credit, right? What's the deal with yeah, that place? Yeah, so that was last weekend, I think. Yeah, I think that was last weekend. Uh Yeah, so actually uh Felix was here. Felix uh, uh Prangenberg. Prangenberg, yeah. As if there's another Felix in BMX. <laughs> whose name you can mention and not say his last name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Felix Prangenberg was here with uh, David Schaller and Anton. Nora Cup winner, by the way. Congrats Double Nora to Cup the boss. Winner. Double. Yeah. What was it? Street Rider. Reader's Choice. Reader's Choice and, and Street, Rider. Street Rider of the Year. Yeah. But Legend. Yeah. So they were here for, I think they were here for like a week, but... I had already previously had my trip with my girlfriend to Paris. So I missed out on, you know, the first few days of their trip. But yeah, I think we, we just met up like two days. And yeah, so that spot we rode is like a, it's like 45 minutes from like Palma city center. Oh, geez. And it's funny because like, 45 minutes on Long Island is nothing. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to drive to Craig's house. Fucking 45 minutes away. Yeah. And it's like long, but... I mean, here it's just different because it's so, it's smaller, but 45 minutes is like far away here. No, it's it's all relative because... Yeah. I mean, we're used to Long Island being like such a thin exactly. strip of land where if you want to go east-west, you could be upwards of... I mean, if you drive from Brooklyn to Montauk, that would take you, what, like three hours? Yeah. Maybe more, three and a half. Because mm -hmm. from my house, which is like kind of like dead center island to Montauk, it's like an hour and a half. So, yeah, probably around three hours. Yeah, I would say so. But yeah, for you, that's like but, a, a big hike to get to this DIY. But it's it's yeah. only 45 minutes, realistically. Yeah, it's, it's really just 45 minutes and it's like just kind of highway basically so there's not here, really much and, else and like here there's not really you don't really see too many intersections with stoplights it's just a lot of roundabouts yeah because so people kind of know how to drive there traffic flow so nice realistically it's not that bad but but yeah so it's in this uh like town alcudia and so what the place was, was a, it was like a big, like casino, I think. Really? It was like a big casino, hotel, like venue, concert venue, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like back in the day, I think, I think when it closed was 1993. I think it's been closed since 93. Mm-hmm. Couple of years before I was born, yeah. So it's been baking uh, for a minute. 
and yeah, is it just I like mean, the foundation that's left? What's the what remains of like the casino venue? So, like what I was riding, like that transition, I think was they were fountains. So that's oh like, wow! So that was almost like a a spot so like that the, was kind of built upon to make it a DIY. It wasn't just like from scratch. No, I mean the only DIY there is like apart from kind of the uh, the fountain area as you like there's kind of like an awning under the like from the casino and under there it's like a strip and there's like a little ledge there like two kind of more steep skater type quarter pipes and gotcha there used to be flat rails there but they're gone now mm-hmm Somebody ripped them out. But I mean, probably I scrapped yeah. them for I mean, like a couple euros. Yeah, exactly. But bastards. Yeah, most of it is just the how the fountains are, like how they were originally made. Just that weird. I mean, it's a little bumpy and weird to ride, but it's fun. Yeah, it's funny because it to me it looked like kind of like a shittily made DIY <laughs> type transition. Especially because I think it had like a bunch of graffiti on it and it's kind of like Yeah, I mean, the place is just covered in graffiti and... Yeah, considering the place is probably like 27, 28 years neglected. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but I mean the pit... So you could film clips there and put it in a street video. They wouldn't be DIY clips. It would be a street spot in a way. Yeah, I mean, people have like... I mean, they film clips in uh, Nearly... Really? Donahue's video? Yeah. Huh. I don't think I've seen the full video. I've like just if you seen, go like, on YouTube, I think Alex Donahue has nearly in sections, and like one of the sections is Mallorca. Damn. I need to watch that. I didn't know there was yeah. a um, Mallorca section. I think he... Yeah. Is he there? Or he was there recently? I thought he posted something about Mallorca. Donahue? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I thought, I thought he posted a clip, and he like tagged it in Mallorca. It might be an old clip. Recently? I don't know. I'm full of shit. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. Eh, no, I don't, don't know. worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah, so I mean, people film clips there and stuff and put in videos and, and yeah, I don't know. But also just, that was the first time I met and rode with Felix. Oh, so you guys did get to ride, actually. I didn't yeah, know so you were. Uh, yeah. Nice. I mean, more so just like hanging out, just obviously watching him kind of do it because he's filming for a monster part. Mm-hmm. I think it's been since, like a long-term project like now. Since February, I think they said. Yeah, nice. But apparently it's going to be, I mean, as you can imagine, it's going to be insane. Yeah, dude, Felix is a machine. I haven't uh, got to ride with him in person yet, but there's but a trip in the works. During the, he wasn't there during the Perfect Strangers thing? No, he wasn't I there. He was there. That was just like an am trip. Yeah. Yeah, we just oh, um we linked up with just like the California dudes that were there. So like Cruck came along. Crook and, yeah. Obviously Grancy was there filming. Mm. Jesse Romano came and linked up one day. Hmm. But there's another trip in the works that I'm hoping uh we get like some concrete dates for that Felix should be there. Jordan. Yeah. Croc. Yeah. You could probably guess the location. Yeah. California. Probably going to California again. Yeah. But (laughs) beggars can't be choosers. 
I would love to uh to get another riding trip in this winter, especially. Yeah. I mean, I guess if like Felix and Jordan are going, I assume they're hyped to go to California. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it's pretty hard to run out of spots in California. It just yeah. it's a matter of finding somebody willing to drive you like to the different campuses. Like Grancy, shout out to Grant. He's willing to drive anywhere. Like yeah, that's cool. If if you're filming a project and he's like he wants to make it happen, he'll take you wherever. Like if if the rider has like motivation, Grant's mm-hmm. down. Like he'll drive hours out of the way just to go look at a spot if there's potential to film something. He's sick. Yeah. It's rare to find someone like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rare. Also, <laughs> the the last day of the Perfect Strangers 2 trip, I'm pretty sure he made like three trips back and forth from Long Beach to LAX. Because I think my flight was like in the morning and he dropped me off by myself and then went back. Got Logan and Riley, took them there. I think they had flights at different times, so... Grant's the man. He works super hard. How far is the that drive? Oh, uh, it's like an hour. I mean, it's mm. it's driving into LA, which is like yeah. comparable to driving into New York City. So it could take an hour with traffic. It could too, take two. Sure. Yeah, and even Long Beach is not easy because Long Beach is getting pretty big now. But I feel like that's where everyone lives, basically, in terms of like. The California riding scene. That's kind of the home base for, I think, I see it as a lot of like the transplants. That's their home Mm. base. Like there's like the cheaper there. It's, it's relatively cheap. I think it's, it's getting more expensive every year. It's kind of creeping up, but if you're willing to live like hood adjacent, it's still pretty cheap (laughs) to live there. Hood adjacent. Yeah. But yeah, how do we get a? If I was a, a clever podcaster, I would transition into talking about left right, which is kind of like a split California East Coast video. Right. But I'll just use that as my transition. So <laughs> you had before uh, before we decided to do this episode, you hadn't seen Left Right in its entirety, right? Is that true? Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, it's one of those videos that I've seen parts of online. More so like when I was kind of grow, growing up riding, just seeing like, you know, finding out who Rob Wise is or Dak or someone and then just like, okay, Dakota Roche BMX and then like clips from his section are in there. Yeah. So I would say I've, you know, like now watching it and it's, and it's not even like a long video. It's 28 minutes, I think. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fairly short. Even, um, the outro is pretty long. So I would say like the, that the sections only go to maybe like 22, 23 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of seen sections and clips and stuff and it's one of those videos that I didn't even know existed like in its entirety on YouTube until you sent it to me. Yeah, so I figured I figured I'd have to go to like what is the BMX DB or something. 
Yeah, I think it used to be on Vimeo first. I think Navaz mm. put it on his Vimeo account way back, like, you know, probably five, six years ago. Because I didn't see the video, like, around when it was released. For whatever reason, like, I think a lot of the videos we grew up watching, it was just whatever they were playing at East Islip Bike Depot. Pretty much. Like, that's when I saw, like, a lot of the, like, classic animal videos. Yeah, that's I mean, also, I it was just the style of, like, Bike Depot East was very animal. Very strict. It was, like, anything, anything yeah. related to animal-type video, they would be playing, like, very just raw East Coast street vibes. Yeah, and I mean, they were even somewhat connected with, like, the animal dudes. Like, yeah. at the very least, just being a shop, they were in contact mm. with them to get product. And I know, like, Anthony, shout out to Anthony from Bike Depot, hooking us yeah. up back in the day. He used to, um like, go ride the city, and he'd be like, yo, I just rode with Tyrone, I just rode with Ed. And as kids, we were like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. We were like, that's insane. You rode with fucking Ed? Like, God, like, it was, like, mind-blown. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like you said, like, even around the time when it came out, I probably didn't even know. Like, I was, I didn't know it existed, uh, unfortunately. I wish, I wish it was on my radar then. But when did you start riding? Me? When I start? I think I started after 2008. So I don't think, um, you know, when the video was released and like in the spotlight so to speak i don't even think i was i was looking for videos at then i started like 10th 11th grade in high school which was like 2010 yeah same yeah like 2010 yeah because my first my first complete bike i got was a 2010 verde theory nice so so yeah around then but yeah like it was like when I started, I just started because I saw like a friend that I had in school post like a YouTube video of him doing like a flat ground 180, and I thought it was sick. And then mm-hmm. I would just go on YouTube and just type in like BMX. Yeah. And it's like I didn't know what was what, what was cool. It was just like trying to watch as much BMX stuff as I could, you know? Yeah. Back then, so, we like, were just like starved for content. Yeah. It wasn't so easy to just go but on to the Instagram point where like I wasn't scroll. remembering like oh yeah I just like checked out the new this left right video or something that came out a couple of years ago it was like watching random shit yeah back then if you weren't subscribed to like ride BMX or dig or yeah. something you didn't know what videos were out exactly there was like I mean that was probably early days of the come up and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they were even covering like DVD releases at the time yeah. So yeah, it was hard to to be in the loop, pretty Instagram. Like, and if you didn't have a bike shop that was, you know, covering that, keeping or, stock yeah. of everything, or you know, you just didn't know. Exactly, but now you've seen the full video. What was your seen it. your immediate reaction? Now, what is it? Well, we did the math before, and I forgot already. Fifteen years later, yeah, two thousand eight. 21 yeah as we as we said before it 13 years yeah yeah it holds up for sure like to me my immediate reaction 
was like some of the like smaller like ledge tricks and the mm. like kind of like tech progression at the time that stuff is obviously makes like yeah. dates the video but all right, the like right. the handrail clips the, handrail the setups stuff, yeah, just like stuff. just the storm door pole jam action like all that still to this day is amazing and like got yeah. me psyched to go film more stuff like that yeah like I don't know, because sometimes you watch an older video and it's still good and stuff, but it just doesn't have that same kind of, doesn't give you that same kind of feeling or motivation. But after I watched that, I was like, I just wanted to go right after. I was genuinely hyped to go out and, I mean, not necessarily go ride handrails, but just go out and film and try, try to just film new shit. But yeah. But yeah, it was like the filming, like obviously Navaz, you know, kills it and the music too. Yeah, the music, um, let's see, you want me to read off some, uh, some stats of the video. There's some music by The Faint, The Yardbirds, Neil Frickin' Diamond, Neil Idols of Diamond. March, The Stranglers, and The Brian Johnstown Massacre. So... For the most part, kind of just like white people music, but some <laughs> classics, some, uh, to me, it's like a lot of really like just catchy, like kind of yeah. like feel good songs, you know, that like, yeah, they're yeah. just good listens. Like if you tuned into like, maybe like the classics, like the oldies on uh, the radio, you'd hear some of these songs. Yeah. So I think that's all, why it's, I like it's good, like, easy listening. It's like you said, just feel good music and. It fits the riding really well, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just create like at the time, just a progressive riding and the song, and it just makes you just gets you motivated. Yeah, for sure. And like the lineup of this video is no joke either. Like, yeah, there's full parts from Rob Wise, Larry Alvarado, Alvarado. I don't know how to say it. Fuck. I think it's uh, Alvarado, no? Alvarado, yeah, it's close enough. Joe McIntyre, Dave Belcher, and Kurt Rasmussen, which it's crazy. Kurt had the ender part of this video, an insane section, and then mm -hmm. sort of like disappeared after that. Like he was a Sunday pro, I imagine. And I think the rumor that I always heard was that he became a police officer. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah. So like, Road for Sunday was like, you know, pretty big name pro, like progressive rider. And then he was kind of just yeah. like, I've, I've done my part. I'm just going to go be a cop now. Hmm. So I don't know if that's 100% true, but he yeah. left BMX riding at least as like a, a sponsored guy after this, around this time. Wow. Just an interesting, uh, interesting fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. But definitely like watching the video. I mean, I'm familiar with his name, but again, like younger, younger rider and just not knowing the of the time, like who was who. And so like, I wasn't super familiar with him, but obviously after watching the video, I was genuinely curious, like just what happened to him. Yeah. You should look up some uh, other of his sections. I think yeah. he has at least some footage in Up, Up, and Away. That's really good. Hmm. 
Yeah, he's awesome. When did Up, Up, and Away come out? I kind of want to say before this. It's hard to tell because before that? Yeah. usually I kind of like date videos by like how it's filmed and edited. And I know Up, Up, and Away was kind of rough. There was like a bunch of yeah. different cameras and filmers and it's not like a production like, uh, like uh, Left, Right was. Maybe. Like I think what makes Left, Right special is just the fact that like Ryan Navazio was like heading the project and like... Yeah. He obviously like had a very specific like vision for the video. He wanted it to yeah, really so like every, be like every a, rider had their own filmer and they just handed him the footage. Yeah. And I think um if you watch the credits, there was a lot of uh like additional filming creds, but yeah. it's all to like guys who were like already legit filmers like Skirbo get mm. some like, you know, additional filming by right. Grala, like I should have mentioned too, like in all the mix sections, all the riders are like legendary dudes that you think of now. Like in the mixes, there's like Jared Washington, Daryl Taco, yeah. this guy yeah. named Van Homan, George DeSantos, Vinny Salmon, Bob Skirbo, Rala. Rob White. Uh, what the fuck did I say? Tom White, <laughs> Wismerski, Grala, Chris Reyes, Paul Horan. So that's like kind of the East Coast Philly part. And then the Cali mix, there's like Raul Ruiz, Floyd, Aaron Bostrom, this guy named Sean Burns, Zach Costa, Chester Blacksmith, Eric Lichtenberger, and Dakota Roche. So very heavy lineup. Like, Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That alone should should get you to watch the video, regardless of when it was filmed. But I digress. No, I mean after watch, like I mean obviously, like you said, the you know some of the more like flat ledge tricks and stuff, obviously compared to today are you know more just like phone shit that would be filmed on phones. But all in all, it it holds up. Yeah. Like, I'm going to continue watching it just, like, before riding and stuff. I think, like, Rob Wise's opener part, that one, more than any of the others, you could release that now. And I think people would freak out, like, especially the, like, ender sequence, like, all those crazy, like, he's doing, like, gap out to handrails and rail hop to handrails and, like, 180 grinding up handrails. That yeah, very few people fuck with now. Up handrails today. No, I don't know. It's it's Maybe it's a pretty a short few, list. Yeah, it's not fucking Rob Wise, man. I feel like your front peg would just slip off. Like oh, God, just, just that's all I can picture is like one eighty grind. Yeah, just imagine the front the times slips you do like a flat and you just eat the rail. Yeah, and like you do the the one eighty, and like you said, you almost go like kind of lucky grind, and there's fall over yeah but going up a rail yeah can't even imagine also just like from seeing this video originally maybe like six years ago around yeah the second the intro starts the song and like the 16 millimeter footage is just like so nostalgic instantly yep yep it's like I just get the instant dopamine hit when the video starts. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to like when you 
put on bright and ain't ready and you get the sure. the footage of like the pier and the the like carnival and stuff yeah that same thing yeah like when i was watching it uh you know like i said i'd only really seen clips and stuff when i was kind of growing up and uh like some of the clips like i forgot who but like i remember i was one of them it was like a hang five clip or something and i just have the I have the memory of like being in my basement watching that when I was younger and just being so in awe of what he was doing, just like a hang five. Yeah, I think he does a hang five and then like pop up hang five. Yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. a pad to like an, a step up to another pad. And yeah, yeah, he does the hang five hop up hang five. And that yeah, I just remember thinking it was the coolest shit ever. Yeah. And also some of, uh, Dax clips too. I remember being younger and watching those clips. And do you remember seeing Dax do a fakey nose manual? Fakey, and like I, that yeah, was exactly unbelievable, yep. dude. It's funny now to like one of the things I like noted was Dax's last clip that leads into Kurt Rasmussen's section. He does a tooth hanger one eighty, and I remember mm -hmm. seeing that clip at the time was like mind blowing. Like. He did on a tooth the, hanger on the yellow square rail, right? Yeah, like a famous Cali spot that uh yeah. is no more. But yeah, seeing that hanger one eighty at the time like blew my mind. Like that was yeah. like an impossible thing, and now seeing it, it's like yeah, there's guys like tooth hanger threeing and tooth hanger yep. one eighty bar. Yep. It, like it's to backwards. Like it's crazy how far the progression has come. But also, also it's cool to you know watch that section like you know seeing Dak just film a hangar 180 on the flat rail and then to watch you know his most recent video part sections and he's doing hangar 180 down something to like tire slide you know just like how far he's pushed the hangar 180s yeah a lot of Pretty the a lot of like Dak's clips in that video he still rides in a similar way but he's just progressed yeah. way further like all mm -hmm. those, like he does some more like basic, like handrail drop nose manual, kind of like his, yeah. one of his signatures at this point. So it's cool to see like him developing that skill and how much further it's come now. For sure. Yeah. Even like Rob Wise, how are we talking about with the fakie pegs up rails, like in his, uh, market, his market zero. Section, yeah. Going Fakie pegs up a rail to cab, cab down whip, right? Switch down whip. Yeah. You know, I almost like, think he tail whips that way. I mean, he tail whips right? that way. That's yeah, his way. Yeah. It was more so for the sake of trying to accurately describe what the which way the bike's going. His body's around. not doing an Indian. His bike is kind of his bike is doing the downside, yeah. spinning the shorter way. Yeah, and he's yeah. coming around to meet it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, shit like that, like. Funny, I actually remember. You remember the uh, the bakery? I do. Yeah, yeah. That was um, like Brian Kaczynski's skate park I remember, thing. I think it was when Chad Curley had his invitational invitational. Yep. And I remember watching that. I, I might have been watching like the live stream, and I remember watching Rob Wise try and land that, like during his during like the up rail contest or whatever it was. 
Damn. Yeah, that's right. Cause, he didn't uh, land it then, but I just remember like, holy fuck, what is he even trying? Yeah. Oh, so that was probably before Market Zero came out. Yeah, I think that was, so yeah, that was, that was like, before Market came out, but... Gotcha. Yeah, Rob Wise, I wonder what he's up to these days. Because I think he'll like make an appearance now and again yeah. on the internet. You'd be like, what? Was that Rob Wise? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he still rides? And like, it'd be cool to see more footage of him, but... Dude, yeah, Rob Wise fucking kills it. One thing that, like, that just stood out to me about his part, more than just, like, the tricks themselves, or just, like, the insane amount of bike control he has, like, the ability to just, like, put his bike into any kind of, like, yep. precise location so perfectly, and just, he's, like, he does that over ice on, like, a bank to sub fence. Over ice to like back over fakie, like almost yeah. like like hard 90. Like, and again, he does there's like a mini ramp next to a roof. He comes up parallel yeah, to it, ice picks the roof, and then like hard 180s out of it into the ramp. Like, I had to watch the clip back because so I was like, which way did but he it was spin? Like a, it was like a gap to the roof, like the court, like the court, there was nothing under him. Yeah, yeah, it he's ice picking ground. a roof over like just a death drop, and yeah. he like basically hard 180s out of it to get back into the mini which mm -hmm. i don't even think an ice hard was like in the bmx vocabulary at this point yeah who knows and that was just a clip in like kind of the early mid section like that wasn't even like yeah. a highlight yeah, clip. that was just yeah. one of many and where it was filmed too like you could just tell, like there, like there was nothing on. Like he had a gap it was out from like the corner underneath him, to the roof. right. It was yeah. filmed like fisheye yeah. from below. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just made it look bigger and crazier. Yeah. Yeah, I missed Rob Wise. Goddamn. Yeah, seriously. But I don't know how long you can ride like that and keep it up before either you just like run out of steam or injuries catch up with you like i'm not sure yeah. rob wise is like injury history but dude i can imagine he's gotten messed up like yeah you never know dude he goes from like that like hubba it's it's like a two stair sets in a row there's like a hubba on the left side and then there's a handrail in the center of the set he rides down the like left side hubba to the flat part and then 180 gap to grinds the handrail. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even think really anybody would fuck with that now. Like, no. that's deadly. Yeah, he was on another level. Yeah, for sure. So what else? Any other uh, highlights from the video you want to mention as you manhandle your small puppy? <laughs> Uh, out of out of your space. I really enjoyed uh, Larry Alvarado. Yeah. I thought he had a really standout, like a. So he's got the next part in the video after yeah, Rob was. Yeah. yeah, I think, dude, his part's way ahead of its time too because he does everything on both stuff. sides. The hanger cranks. Um, yeah. what else? Predators. I remember seeing the feeble one eighty toboggan, and like. Mm. That I still uh I'm looking for a setup to do that. 
That's one I'm hyped on. But yeah, he's just like classic four-peg mastery, which I feel like now the four-peg thing has blown up, but at the time, if you rode four pegs, odds are you, you wanted to ride like Larry. like Because mm-hmm. he's doing... It's honestly hard to tell what is his normal side because he does pretty much like everything. A, I want to say I he's, a backflip, he's a backflip grinder. grinder. Yeah, that's a, that would be my assumption because he does the the overgrinds on his backfoot side. Yeah, really, really well in that part. But then he does them the other way too. So yeah, could could go either way. In the in the credits. I think it was him. He, he was trying. I don't think he ever landed. It was just a couple uh, clips of the attempts, but it was like a up rail to down rail, and he was trying to like grind up one to like forty five fakey pegs down. Yep. So it's like and it was like a pretty it's legit one rail going too. up, and I want to say it's less than ninety degrees between them. Yeah. But it's basically like. If you had like a corner and you mm. put a handrail going up on each edge of the corner, so it made like a triangle, and he was trying to go up the rail, spin like 90 degrees, and then fakie down the other rail. Yeah. I think he got on it once, but like bailed, and then another one, mm. his like back end went over the other rail, and yeah. he just got like duffed onto the set. Fuck, imagine finding that setup. It's probably out there still. It was cool to see so many. I feel like a lot of the East Coast setups and like legendary spots, a lot of them are gone now. Like so many from New York, from Philly, but a lot of the California spots like are still there, like still getting ridden. Like so many recognizable handrails. Ones that I thought were like new spots. Like there's one that um, Dan Kruk and Grand Sea Road, I think for Kruk's... um, what was that video contest? I guess it was um recently? Pretty recent. Yeah, the Francis the Castro's. Circle? Hmm? The Vans the Circle? No, 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 no. Um older, older by a bit. Uh, Francis Castro's um the USL? The USL parts. Is it blow up the streets or something? I, th- I think so. I think it was pre blow up the streets cuz it was like individual riders parts. Blow up the streets was like the the teams. It was, it was like a Dan Crook, I think it was like the first, um, the first contest they did. I can't think of the name, but there was like multiple, like there was a first round and then there was like a finals. It was like, you film a minute for like the first, um, part of the contest. And then they picked like final riders. I don't think it was X games because Crook didn't do an X games part. I mean, it sounds like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a USL thing. But anyway, Kruk rode a spot in there that was like a weird... I want to say it was like a handicapped down rail with kind of like a ledge next to it. And when I saw Kruk ride it, I was like, wow, where did they find that? That's a crazy spot. And then it's in left-right, so obviously not a new spot. Yeah, They're riding it in 2008, even before that, because... Sure, the video was filmed for a year or two leading up to it. So, hmm. yeah, I feel like sometimes I just feel like there's so many spots there that they almost just get recycled. Yeah, it's like they kind of just go through like 
trend waves almost. Mm-hmm. I feel like Instagram has a bit to do with that. Like somebody yeah. will go to a spot and that'll like remind everybody. Like it happens to me for sure. I'll like see a spot that like friends are riding. I'm like, oh, I got to get there again. Forgot about that. And then you film a clip, post it, and other people see it, and the spot kind of gets a new round of uh, abuse. I feel like one specifically that for a bit I was seeing all the time is that, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like on top of, it's like three stairs, really long, and there's like mellow handrails kind of like on opposite ends. In just like a school plaza. I mean, it probably sounds like all of them, but I think I know the one you're talking about. I feel like um cult like riders mellow... film a bunch yeah. there, right? Yeah. Like I to me it's it's like a Rakani spot. Yeah, exactly. But Dak is filmed there. Yeah, I know the I know the spot. It's crazy yeah. how many amazing schools in California I still haven't been to. And I've been there twice now. Strictly, you know, for riding, filming. Yep. Yeah, California's nuts. Maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. If the uh, opportunity comes up, definitely, it's not uh, something you should turn down. Like I feel like yeah. some some guys on the East Coast, they're like, "Oh, fuck California, yeah. fucking skate plazas, blah blah blah." They're like, "Oh, everything's too perfect." If you ride the perfect spots, sure, everything is too perfect, but you can ride like anything there like there's just so mm -hmm. so many spots like i really enjoyed long beach itself because it's more of like, like alleyways and there. like yeah there's like a downtown with like some of the better spots but there's just a lot to ride in long beach yeah so i would even go and just stay there you could film a whole section just in long beach alone but mm -hmm. then if you branch out la campuses that's when yeah. yeah that's when the spots get insane yeah one day yeah you'll make it <laughs> maybe we'll have to plan a trip at some point yeah it'd be fun to like I, get the wham together thinking, drag Craig along how you're talking about uh with quadros and lewis like going to florida and stuff to go see frank Oh, um, Frank's not in Florida. Oh, Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get a, a Florida trip going. I still got a flight credit from the Swamp Fest I didn't go to last year. Speaking of Swamp you Fest, the, going down you currently. Saw the, you saw the rail? The loop rail get done? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was possible. I, I think they I modified it, it though, because the original loop rail looked like actually deadly like the transition was too tight the radius was too tight to like physically in regard if through. they modified it or not it's i don't think it makes it any easier no no it's it's definitely not easy but so uh, i don't know i feel like two people maybe tried it the one who actually did it and then i think uh boss hog tried it oh my god i, I think he died like oh he kind of boss. fell off from the top type thing Jeez. i think it looks like he had a lot of speed and when he went upside down, his front, his wheel his dragged or something, kind of left the track. Oh God! Like he kind of like lifted up with the, uh -huh. yeah, and then just fell down. Yeah, but 
the guy who got through it, I'm not sure what his name is, but I think he, it was went, like Noah. he went through it like he was locked in, like yeah. on like a roller I mean, coaster. That's got to be a crazy feeling. I, I can't imagine. Because if you think like a lot of, you know, the people who try the loop is the difficulty staying the course of your tires on the ramp while you're going upside down and everything. So like mm-hmm. maybe the rail being locked in makes it easier just holding on you don't really have to you know turn your bars or try and make sure you don't ride off the ramp upside down i don't know what's weird to me is like when you do a roller coaster rail you have like some leeway between what side you're kind of like mainly grinding like you can lean over like and your tires will catch on one side or the other yeah, maybe because I haven't been riding four pegs for a while, but and also I guess just I I would feel like that, not sure which rail I'm grinding and which way yeah, to. But lean. That one looked like it was pretty fairly narrow. I would say. Yep, they did the math to like make it kind of the minimum so that you're not. Because I know what you mean, but I would grinding say more like, one side or the other predominantly. But I mean, should it, maybe if like with enough speed and with that force of going upside down everything probably just don't even feel it yeah probably not you're probably just along for the ride the momentum that you're just in the roller coaster track going yeah i think i kind of regret not going to swamp fest but at the same time i'm okay with where i am now i've accepted it covered in sleeping in your bed yeah, um, I think also you got I, the Hunts Jam today, right? Hunts Jam, yeah. I don't have a costume, no Fucking plan. Guy. Yeah, pretty sure Quadros specifically said bring a costume. He did, he did, even though he went on to say, I don't, I'm not gonna have a costume. <laughs> yeah, true. It seemed like he was asking a lot for something he's not doing himself. I wish I had just like a tutu on hand because I could just show up in a tutu and that, that would be like. People would freak out, yeah. and then you could still ride, and you'd look ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I'll think of something. What else can you get? Well, last time I just went to Burger King, and I just taped a Where? Burger King crown to my helmet. That was like a very lazy costume, but uh, I was the only one that thought of I it. Mean, so. The first Halloween jam, I just got. I went to Target and got a onesie. <laughs> you were the onesie. What was it, like a tiger? Yeah. It was like a tiger onesie. Yes. Legendary. I'm pretty sure me and Fred got onesies because I think Fred had one that was a shark. Yeah, you were the shark, or he was a shark. You were the tiger. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, maybe I'll do the same. I don't know. They're probably all sold out at this point. Probably, yeah. Fuck. All right. You want to keep Get going? Glasses on and put, put tape in the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. But yeah, where are we at with uh with left right? But I don't think we need to like go into every single section, but the East Coast mix, obviously, that's one of my favorite parts of the video. Just like the lineup of riders makes it so good alone. Like just the way the video is organized and edited, I think works really well too. The way it like switches back and forth between like the, the West Coast parts starting off. 
and then it gets into the East Coast, and then ends with um, Kurt Rasmussen, California. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I think in the other podcast you kind of briefly mentioned left right, and you said it was a ride project. Yeah, I was I was wrong. It's actually a standpoint production yeah. video. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was confused because Insight was a, a ride video, uh, right. okay. which Insight, uh, I think, came later, but it's another project by Navazio. Probably yeah. one of my favorite sections from Dakota Roche. Mm. But yeah, um, again, just like the spots, like there's so many in Philly that I'm bummed that are not there anymore. Like the shape spot. Oof, Every time I, remember, I see that. I remember seeing the shape spot when I was younger and it was it one of those spots that seems like a skate park because it's like, why would these metal ledge things just be there? Yeah. Like they're just like right and, next to a building, just in like a nice open area. There's all these yeah. crazy metal like uh, there's the up ledge then there's that weird like kind of like a up down curve kind of thing kind of like a frowny face the frown i don't think it gets ridden as much because it's just hard to ride but there were just multiple like weird metal obstacles that were just perfect but those are gonzo then there's like this other tranny spot in philly I don't know if you remember the clip, but somebody does like a Smith pull in to the transition. Like it's, it's basically a transition against a wall that's raised up a couple feet. So it's like a ledge at the bottom and then it's transition on the yeah. top. That spot is still there, but they put like benches, like sections, dividers. So you could sit on it, but it means you can't really grind it or ride it anymore. You could just like oh. jump into it. It's just like, it basically makes it too skinny each little mm -hmm. transition section. So seeing that spot, it's like, damn, wish we could ride that. Have you been to it in your Philly travels? Yep. Yep. I've been there. Yeah. I think um, we ate some Philly cheesesteaks sitting at the spot because mm -hmm. it's just like a bench now, but nobody really Gosh. tried to ride it. Damn. Yeah. And I think it was also in the credits, uh, at Love Park, I don't know who it was, but continuously trying to 360 the stairs into the into fountain. Into the fountain with water in it, yeah. yeah. I don't know who that was, but he was doing it for like a whole like 21 bucks. Yeah. So props to that guy. Yeah, there was money on the just, line. He was just sending it. Just, yeah, getting melted. It wasn't even that much water. What What made it seem ridiculous is that it seemed like there was like maybe six inches of water and he's threeing like that huge long four yeah, block yeah. yeah there really was not much water in there nope just 360ing the stairs into like a puddle a deep puddle <laughs> yeah so one thing too that like definitely definitely like caught my eye watching this video is everybody's bikes are so small like the handlebars are so low I can't imagine jumping like rail hops and like just getting onto stuff seems so much harder. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's really, really what gives yeah. it away more than like the riding and the spots. It's just like the bike setups and the the extra small t-shirts here and there. The dinner plate sprockets. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of those. I feel like this video is kind of like transitional though because bikes were yeah, I mean, becoming yeah, a little more modern. Yeah. Top load stems were maybe starting to get some traction, but yeah, there's definitely some dinner plates and some like seven inch bars. I mean for sure the bars were I mean you really tell like I mean I feel like Kurt was a pretty tall dude. Yeah. And like certain bike you could just you could see he's hunched over. Yeah. I noticed it when he rides the third and army spot. You know, he does the like bump jump Smith 180 on the rail yep. at the mm -hmm. end of a line. Just seeing him like midline, you could see the curve of his back. Like he's not <laughs> like Fred would cringe watching it. Fred would just be like shocked. So maybe that's why he stopped riding. Maybe he had back problems. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Definitely did not look comfortable. But yeah, bikes were very different like then. The, the width of them too. They're, they're so skinny. I guess now thinking back, there's like not a lot of bar spins in the, the video in general, right? Like Jared Washington has like a 180 bar clip. He does like that storm door yeah. wall ride to the set and then 180 right. bars off. But it's definitely not a bar spin heavy video. No, Corolla does a really cool pole jam bar with his like mm. signature, like wrong way bar spins. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking about? I can't really think of too many clips. Dude, one that I remember that uh still like surprised me, Joe McIntyre in his part, he does that Nolly right. bump nose manual on a pad. That I yeah. think that's crazy one. Cause like Jonas Mike Jonas does one in Market Zero, like a Nolly up nose. And at the time, that like blew some minds too. So to see this from a 2008 video, it's pretty insane. Yeah, that guy's section was really good. Yeah, his was one that I didn't remember so distinctly. I think because of like the placement in the video, you like, you know, it gets overlooked. Yeah, I think it was a lot of the placement, yeah. But. He has a lot of good pole jams. He does like a pole jam over to like to the street. And then he also does the pole jam drop nose. A lot of good pole yeah. jam action. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it was him, but someone did like a. It was a nose manual to like gap drop over a fence. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but. I think that was in one of the mix sections. It, it might have oh, been maybe. Paul Haran. I'm not 100% sure. But I want to say that was in the Philly mix. But oh, yeah, it's it's almost like a, a ledge. I think it was a night clip. Yeah, it was a night clip. Like a, a ledge into a fence, like separating two parking lots. And he knows manual, like rail hops over, over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, there's like some heavy clips in there yeah. that like definitely didn't get the credit they deserved, or at least not in my memory, like shit that I had forgotten about that like surprised me now.
even just like because I watched it the other day, and then I rewatched it kind of before we hopped on, and just kind of that second full watch through, I just, you know, you know, the first time you miss a lot. Yeah. The second watch, I definitely caught on to more, more details, kind of lesser clips that were maybe just really quick, and I didn't fully grasp it or. Yeah. Did one of them like that. I know I've seen this video before I rode Philly and filmed there, but I rode this like tranny spot up against a wall, kind of just in like a crappy like parking lot. I think it's even in like gravel, but Mark Gralla does this like, of course it's Gralla, does like this wall ride like up down on like a tight transition. And then I think he like switch 180s off the curb. And I realized that I filmed the wall ride <laughs> and put it in the video I put out for We The People like just a couple years ago. Yeah. And I had no idea that I, uh, I ABD'd Gralla. So my bad. It took me to now to realize watching the video twice years later. When did, when did the video come out? Your video? 2019, 2020, something like that. No, it was 2020 because it was after the Perfect Strangers trip. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. 12 years yeah. later, ABD Gralla, my bad. <laughs> it's kind of a spot that I'm sure like a million people have done it though. I'm sure. Because it's just this like, it's this really tight transition at the bottom of like a super grippy like white wall. So, it's really easy to just like rip up it. It's almost like the most minimal vert wall you can it's almost like a, a vert wall for like tech deck bikes that would go up to oh, infinity so. yeah <laughs> but yeah my bad one thing that stood out to me too seeing just like a straight pegs easy 180 felt really dated like that gave away that it was an older video but there's yeah. not a lot else that like made it seem like it's from 2008, yeah. like holds I mean, up. Yeah. Apart from like what you said, just maybe more like more of like the flat ledge riding and like the straight pegs to switch 180. I would say apart from that though, there wasn't too much that like screamed 2008. No, especially not the filming. Like I think what, went a long way with the video is just how well it's made yeah how good everything looks like because you I know was... like sometimes you watch uh, like an older video and you put it on like i've been guilty of it like wanting to watch kind of a you know an iconic video from back in the day and you put it on and you're like really kind of just like struggling to get through it yeah like, like you're really trying like hard because attention. you know you should watch it. You're like this is BMX history. Like I needed to watch this. I need to, you know, know the roots and everything. But deep down inside, you just don't want to watch it because it's the filming is rough and there's like a lot of like filler and, and it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't get that watching left right. No, seriously, like not at all. Like you could tell it's old, but I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I think it helps too that like the current modern camera at the time was like the VX 
Like, yeah. I think even Navaz at the time, he knew that like the VX 1000 was like the best like daytime camera and the Mark one is the best fisheye like period. So most of the footage is like VX one Mark one footage. But then at night you could see he switches to like a VX 2100, which is the newer camera relatively speaking, which way better in low light. So like the footage just looks as good as VX footage could ever look like. I think Navaz also was, um, he kind of pioneered the exporting VX footage at like HD, like 720p and like dialing in the settings. Like I remember he put out like a kind of like a tutorial video on Vimeo and I made like a skate park edit hunts Thanksgiving and I like followed all his settings and stuff. And then, yeah, it turned out good. Yeah. That was another thing I was thinking while watching it, just how, you know, good the quality was for being just VXs. Yeah. And now that you say it, I remember back in the day when you found like the tutorial, like you telling me about it and stuff and, and yeah, I mean, something I've always struggled with in my VX ownership in my years of of owning and using a VX is just pulling my hair out, which I don't have anymore because of VXs, (laughs) but (laughs) if you don't know, Austin's Austin's basically bald by choice and maybe necessity (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) but the fucking, I would just go crazy trying to, deal with render settings and export settings and all that fucking bullshit. And I feel like yeah. everything I, well, no matter what you do, everything I did, it just it looks came like, out like trash. Garbage. Yeah. And even to now, like, I still know, feel like I, my settings don't look as good yeah. as they could. Like the last VX project, the whammo second win video, I was not a hundred percent happy with like the final quality even though I still did like the 720p thing and like rendered it the first, I think the thing is you like render the full video, like uncompressed, like just the raw footage at the, at the native resolution. And then you re encode it to like 720p. You do like a second pass to like upscale it, but compress it down. Cause 480p footage is 480p, no matter how you slice it. Like you're right. even if you export at 4K, you're not adding more information. But if you export it at a higher resolution, you can kind of like upscale. Like the programs are really smart; they can like interpolate between pixels, and like a lot of like TVs do it now. They'll upscale footage from like 1080p to 4K, and depending on how well it's done, it might make the footage look a little better. But at the end of the day, it's still starting at a lower resolution. So it's not going to like drastically change it, but you can lose as little information as possible if you do like the, the HD upscaling. And yeah, like when you render the full thing uncompressed, the file is huge, right? The file's like six, eight gigabytes or something. And then you do the final like compression as the HD like upscale and that is supposed to minimize the the loss but I don't know I still never fully 
fully dialed it in. But obviously Navaz has, because he's a professional. That too, I think, is something that like is important too. Like, this video was like a production by like a group of people, and like I'm sure the footage had been, you know, like got some color correction and like professional level like adjustment to get it as good as possible before even you know the video gets exported so yeah you know if that tutorial's still online dude i think it is but it's for like final cut pro 7 do you still use that i use final cut pro 10 i don't know i think the newest one X. yeah it might there might be similar settings but i remember specifically his video was like open up this tab in final cut pro 7 and select this setting and make your your project you know this resolution by this and but it might be a good starting point nina's getting a stretch on in the background yeah she doesn't know what to do with her life right now she's like can you guys stop this shit already just take me for a walk All right, uh, we're we're almost at the end of the video. We're we we made it through <laughs> a good chunk. Belcher's section is really Belcher, good. Yeah. I kind of that was one I sort of overlooked too. I feel like it starts off a little slower, but because Belcher to me was never much of like a technical rider. But dude, yeah. those like rail hop to rail setups he does, yeah. bunch of good handrails like some rail hop overgrinds. Dude, he does that overgrind down that like really tight multiple kink rail. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it, but yeah. But then he also does a half cab whip. So I'm kind of full of shit that he definitely had tricks and was pretty technical, but the majority of his part is like big stuff. Cool handrail setups. Yeah, I've always been a Belcher fan. I mean, I like the I way... Like now, continue. I, was say, I feel like he's another one of those people, like how we were saying with the Rob Wise, who can kind of just like put his bike and shit into like weird places. Like I feel like Belcher is kind of like that with his pegs. Yeah. Like always somehow manages to like get up to somewhere to pegs or or just, yeah. Can I pause for one second? I got to take her outside real quick. All right, we're back. So uh, I think we were up to the last mix section, the West Coast yeah. mix, which I almost, for some reason in my memory, Raul Ruiz had a full part, but he just has like the intro to mm. the Cali mix. I guess it's because he gets so just like annihilated in those intro clips with trying to like get onto those rails and that that stood out to me as much as anything else in the video like that <laughs> well, going into it I was like waiting for that for the falls yeah yeah exactly yeah. cause what was he trying it was a was it the tire ride did a tie ride, right? I think You're one pretty... of them was a tie ride bail. The other one was just that really tall rail that was like a down Ooh. to flat. 
right, and even yeah. the flat was was really tall. And in the intro to the mix, he like doesn't get onto the rail fully. I think his front peg misses, and he like goes kind of like eats the rail and like flips over to the bottom, and it just looks brutal. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like how we were talking before, like how different he looks in this, like compared to kind of when you and I maybe more like more saw him and learned he wrote about for him like Primo, in our right? era. Yeah. I just thought of him as like an OG, like Primo writer. Yeah. 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 His style changed a lot, like his clothing and everything, wearing like the cut off sleeve tank tops, t-shirts and... He almost looks like uh, he could be in a hair metal band. Yeah. Which definitely later on, that was not his, his style. No, he had more like the... Yeah, I don't even know how... Like I just I just have the memory of him always rocking like a backwards snapback. Yeah, that's, I feel like he was um, more like... Uh, he wore like baggier clothes... Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Primo team, they had that sort of like hip hop inspired kind of style. Like a lot of their videos were edited to like rap music and yeah. it just was like, you know, that kind of West Coast style, like West Coast hip hop specifically. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's funny the The, the contrast, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too that like the West Coast mix was not really all West Coast riders. Like it must have been yeah, on filming that. trips because like mm-hmm. Burns is in the West Coast mix. Uh, who else? There are plenty of um, Cali riders though, like Eric Lichtenberger. He has a bunch of good clips. Yeah, Lichtenberger's clips are crank arms both sides mm-hmm. pegless grinds pegless tire rides pegless tire rides yeah yeah pegless fucking tire rides that's full commitment dude upper rail yeah. upper rail tire ride yeah that's cool too uh we talked about how uh ruez's style had changed so much lichtenberger he has not really changed one bit no. right still rocking the buzz cut Still pegless, tire ride, crank arm, just mastery. Um, But like, still doing the same thing, but pushing it. Yeah, for sure. Like for like his whole crank arm game. And even like just the bump jump shit that he does and crazy wall rides and shit like that. Yeah, I don't think he had um, too many wall ride clips. That's definitely something oh. he like pushed further with later on, right? Because now yeah, I really think of so. him as like a wall ride master. But yeah, oh, Eric yeah. L. And then this is where the Dak footage is, which it's it's weird to see Dak with two pegs and a straight cable. Break. It seems like so foreign, but. You can see, though, the way his, his style is going, that he's moving away from like more trail transition kind mm-hmm. of bike and definitely getting more hit, like hit, tech street. Yeah, yeah, that clip. Still, like, if I could do a fakey nose, that could 
I'd I'd put it on Instagram or something at least. Like that's yeah, that's a cool. It's a, just again, a cool like, trick. Has, I was saying uh, before, just like clips that kind of gave me nostalgia of like when I first watched them when I was younger. Like that is definitely one of them. I remember probably just searching on YouTube like Dakota Roche and stumbled upon like his yeah. clips in that video. Yeah. And like seeing that fake nose mail at the time, I was like, holy fuck. And like with the cassette on and everything. And yeah, I just remember being mind blown. Seeing yeah. That. Also, he does that long tooth hanger on just his front foot side. Mm-hmm. He goes fast, but he does a long hanger, which now is like a trick that uh, people have been pushing. But yeah. Dak definitely way ahead of his time. For some reason, the Hanger 180 at the time, that one is the main clip that like I I was like looking for again, watching the video again. Yeah. So all right, we're pre- we're pretty much at the end now. <laughs> Kurt Rasmussen. At first, I didn't think we were gonna go through the whole video, but then I I feel bad to like right. talk specifically about like some parts and skip others like obviously if it's not clear yet it's one of my favorite videos think of all time yeah um fucking yeah kurt section uh again like I w- i'm not like familiar with him too much but fuck this section is so good yeah, yeah, even like from the beginning, it starts off like more like technical, like the first couple clips. He does that like line with like an edger 180 bar, which at the time like shocked me. Like I didn't know that it was physically possible. And then he does the the 180 over that giant black bank to white wall. You know that like and it's seemingly just in the air forever. Dude, he just disappears over the wall. I love that like Navaz like left the the clip long where he just disappears behind the wall and then you just hear the celebration but you can't see what happens right. and then he celebration cuts to the comes make like a minute after he even like you see him disappear yeah because he floats over the wall yeah and you don't get to see but he's 180ing like onto a bush basically and has to roll out yeah. through like grass yeah that clip's insane I know somebody three that later eventually too, right? Yeah. I can't think of who, but dude, he does that triple like rail to rail to rail. Yeah. Christian Regal like goes up it years later. I want to say Boyd Hitler did something there too. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He He might actually did the rail, rail, rail to hard. Really? Huh. Sounds that when he was on volume. That remember when volume was doing the uh, what were they called? Like Mastroni. Mastroni was still there, and he was doing these like kind of uh, like chapters, ser- wasn't it? Like chapter one, chapter they were like two, seri- like a series of videos, and like yeah, Billy Billy was in one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they just called it like volume one, yeah. volume two, right? Yeah, exactly. That yeah, sounds that's right. It was. But yeah, I want to say Boyd 
did that in his uh, in his section. So yeah, that's a spot that got abused later in life, but Kurt definitely like paved the way for that to happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's cool that he has like that. Uh, even some like bowl clips in there. Dude, he does that like full pipe transfer. The like alley oop. It's in the yeah. beginning of the part, but you could tell that he's just like can ride anything. Round, yeah. But yeah, his part, his part definitely holds up. But I feel like Rob Wise's part in general, this was still crazier in some ways. It's it's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Because, like, I don't know. I think in Kurt's part, he has some more bar spin tech yeah. that, like, yeah, I feel like now doesn't seem so more... crazy. But, like, he does a 180 pegs fakie bar, which now is, yeah, like... Yeah, on the, like, DIY upledge. Yeah, now that's, like, a relatively common thing, but I think mm -hmm. seeing that at the time was insane. Another clip that I was just reading i jotted down uh forgot exactly what it was it was like a bank to like maybe like a big slant wall type thing and he like rides up it like kind of fakey wall and then kind of double pegs the ledge next to it yeah, like he does like fakey wall to, to pegs peg. yeah. yeah yeah that one's crazy and, like that's some shit that i would like now i would look at that and like think of it as a cool thing to do so like as big too. 2008, yeah. You can see it's like pretty tall. It's not like a little no, curb thing. next to a slant wall. Dude, he does that straight on tire ride where he like basically like wallies up it and stalls out for a second before he rides down. Yeah. Terrifying. I don't know why tire rides still just like scare the shit out of me to imagine. Uh, I ride with like one of my buddies here, Fran, he is like riding with him and like one of the skate the skate parks that we have around here has like a bunch of rails. Like probably seen it in my Instagram stories or Yeah, I think I know the spot. Yeah, like there's like a bunch of like pretty good rails there at that skate park and anytime I go with him, he's just it's crazy when you ride with someone who's so comfortable with tie rides that they just will try it just riding around. You know, it's like as casual. you riding, yeah, you want to just... do like a hanger 180 or something or just like a hanger. It's pretty casual. You just kind of go try it, go and do it. Like he's the same. He'll be riding. And instead of like a lot of where he does it too is like this A-frame rail, which is pretty long. Instead of like going to do like a double peg to over, he just like goes and immediately tries to tire ride it. Mm -hmm. But every time I see it, it just kind of blows my mind because I don't have that, like just to, that someone is that comfortable just with tire rides. It just seems so crazy to me. Yeah, I think it's every, like, every time it's I try it, like an ankle height rail, like mastic, it's like, okay, should I come up for the side? Should I go straight on? And then like, as soon as I feel both tires are on it's like a sense of relief almost yeah still completely every muscle in my body is clenched 
that's the problem I have. I'm like always super tense and tire rides. Yeah. And then when I slip off, I like don't know what to do. Yeah. Freeze up even more. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing. Cause like when I see him do it, he's just so it's as if he's just hopping on a normal ledge. Yeah. Dude, seeing like Logan Penberg no do that stuff stiff. in person was even more insane. Like, cause he right. was doing like that casual level of hopping into tires, but on like, kinked handrails like down that like that long beach spot the the like red stage tire road down that like multiple times and yeah was just not afraid yeah i wish i had that yeah i think it just comes with a, a lot of practice and confidence and realizing that it's such a simple trick like it's just riding like it's just yeah. getting your tires on and then once you're on it's just the weeble wobble lean back and forth again, deal but again, still like easier said pegs. than done yeah having the four peg like safety blanket if you slip sure. yeah but even then if you're on like a tallish rail that's only going to get you so far like you could still like slip to like a weird crook or something and end up sacking like yeah Yeah, to what extent it's like really a safety net isn't, you know, it's a very thin line, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I should start trying them more. I want to. The thing is, I meant to try it at Mastic, like you said. The the flat rail there is like a perfect tire ride height and it's long. So it's like good practice. But I didn't, I think I just forgot that's the thing. I always have these like ideas of like, yeah, I should, I really want to like get better at this or do this more often or whatever. And it's like, you know, like, oh, I want to do it at Mastic Flat Rail or somewhere and I'm there and I just completely fucking forget. Yeah. And then I'm always like in the car leaving or like, you know, home and I'm like, fuck, I wanted to do On that. On the drive home, you remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have, at that skate park I was telling you, we have a flat rail that's comparable to Mastic, but the mm -hmm. problem is they have this weird, like, floor gap there. Oh. For, for some reason. The run-up is a like, little bit weird. It's not like the run-up, but it's like if you were to come off of the tire ride in the middle on the side of, the, like, the weird kind of floor gap, like, you might get a flat tire. Oh, there's, like, a lip. There's like, like a, a gap that could fuck like, you up. Like, you remember I did that ice bar? Or like that, you know, it's like that flat ledge that I ice pick a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in the middle of that, and then it goes, it stretches to where the flat rail is. Gotcha. Just like such a random, weird design that they just decided <laughs> to put like a floor gap right there. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's really tall or deep or anything, but it's obviously has sharp edges. Yeah. You know, like edges. So like if you land on it good, you'll get a flat tire, which I've seen plenty of people do. Mm -hmm. And it's like to play around with tire rides and then get a flat. It just doesn't make it any more appealing. Yeah. No. I feel you. Let's just go there with like a piece of wood and just put wood in it. <laughs> just fill it in. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, my dog is freaking out. I think maybe it's time to uh, call it quits. What time is you going to that jam soon? Yeah, I think it's supposed to start at 12, so I should probably uh, probably get moving. Yeah, tomorrow, hopefully the weather is decent tomorrow because we're doing like a little Halloween jam tomorrow. Oh, sick. Dojo. Nice, nice. Getting the Mallorca squad together. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So I got to like, Juan talk to like a few, like Fran rides for a bike shop out of Madrid and Juan is kind of like affiliated with one in the the Canaries. So like they each got like the shops to send over some stuff and then some merch. I got some kendamas sent over. Nice. Yeah. It's gonna rain kendamas on the the children of Mallorca. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of product thrown around at hunts. Yeah, I was hearing the, the even list be a of frame. product they got. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be cool. I hope you win something. You know, my luck has uh, dried up since back in the day. Remember, yeah. I used to win all the online contests. I had like a string of victories, but... Yep. You were like the online contest god. Dude, everything. That's how I got the pair, the last pair of cranks. I think yep. I've only bought one pair of cranks in my life. And warrantied them. Yep, I broke some free cranks and then warrantied them. And I was very upfront about it. I was like, listen, I got these cranks for free. <laughs> So I'm not expecting much, but if you guys but would be as generous as to send me another pair, I'd really appreciate it. And they did. <laughs> shout out to Akla. Yeah. Also, shout out to that clip because that clip is amazing to this day. <laughs> the the tooth hanger. Bill, Bill's reaction. Oh yeah, dude, Bill freaks out. He lost yeah. his mind. Okay. That's so amazing. Good. I gotta find that clip. Also, like, also, I love the. I sent that to them too when I when I um I, sent the, like the warranty email. I was like, "Hey, yeah. I'm not, just so you see what happens." Like I, I wasn't like doing anything yeah, crazy probably. when they broke. Like I was just doing a tooth hanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were old. I probably rode them for like four years. That was one uh, I'd never replaced. They weren't that old. I don't think. You don't think they're that old? You know, actually, they weren't because in the email they told me that those were like the first version of the cranks. That they yeah. didn't have the the welds didn't go all the way around or they didn't have like a gusset internally or something yet. So they were like, yeah, like you're not the first person to break those. They weren't right. surprised. So they yeah. sent me the V2 version, which to this day, Marcus Diaz is riding those cranks now. Oh, wow. He needed a pair and I was like, oh, I mean, I got my old ones. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're going to last forever. Like they're, those definitely got ridden for like four years, five years. Are those the Burns that? cranks? Those are, I think they're, no, they're called the Claw Onyx cranks. Oh. Burns like was like the tibias. the tibias. Yeah, tibias. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, that clip still. I just, like, I have it, like, <laughs> playing in my head because there's a point where you kind of, like, holding it with, like, your shoulders kind of shrugged. <laughs> I'm so and sad. Just, like, looking at it. I'm you're so, just, like, just defe sad. defeated. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But Bill just, he's so like joyous. Yeah. He's like running around. Like, he's it, like just cheering and yeah. thrilled. Yeah. The clip, the clip is you like shrugged, like all sad. And then Bill runs up with like this 
biggest smile, like laughing his ass off, holding the crank. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see if I can find the, the background. Clip. Classic. We gotta watch that again. So, last thing I just have to say about uh, Kurt Rasmussen's section, his ender is his ender. fucking insane. Like up yep. rail, fakey wall fence to backwards grind the rail, perfectly cab out. Yeah, one one of the craziest clips goals I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, Where is he now? We need him. We need him back. Uh We need Kurt Rasmussen again. Yeah. Yeah. Really crazy section. Definitely a video that should be watched by everybody. Yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, like me, make it a point to watch it. It's on YouTube. Search left, right, BMX. It's on Navaz's. YouTube channel. Um, believe, his right? own YouTube channel, so it's even like, yeah, yeah you're not watching some 240p re-upload. Yeah. So, uh, any other, any other facts to mention before we, uh, before we press stop? Any other facts to mention? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No. I think uh, mm-hmm. next week maybe I'll try to get Sam Downs on because I just yeah. got his uh, distanced DVD in the mail. And it turns out, um, you know, obviously I really thought this through that there's a lot <laughs> of similarities between like his project and Left Right being that he's like an East Coast rider, filmed a lot of it on the East Coast, like New York, Philly, Jersey, I think a bit. But then he made some trips to California and filmed. Uh, I was in Florida for a bit filming. So I'm curious to see if there's if the similarities go further when, when I watch the video. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. So is it Instagram time? Yeah. It's Instagram time. Uh, if you want to follow Austin on Instagram, at Austin underscore Mazer. I don't know why I'm still saying your Instagram, but you were too lazy that one time, so I've just given it up. So I'll just plug your Instagram. Mine's at jkobele, J-K-O-E-B-E-L-E. There's an Instagram for the podcast, at Sore Losers BMX Podcast. Just do a post when the episode goes up and any other random nonsense that I feel like posting. Um, oh, shit. Announcement. There's going to so the intro song is by my friend Matt Dardano's band Rose Parade. Yeah. They are having their first show. I think it's uh November 9th at uh Amityville Music Hall. Ooh. So uh if you're from Long Island and you like uh you like that music, go check that out. Definitely going to be if there. If I was there, I would go. Yeah, but you have a pretty good excuse. Yeah. I mean, you could fly out for the, just for the night, just fly back, but. Yeah, wouldn't be too bad. Just put it on the business card for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> business expense. <laughs> A little business trip. Yeah. But yeah, Left Right is a great video. should watch it. Definitely watch it. So we got some jams to attend. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, go ride your bicycle.
Bunga.